Shalom Chaverim. Welcome. Our topic has been the Ten, the Ten Commandments. And we're going to continue this discussion as long as we feel like it. Because there are a lot of discussion, a lot of things to talk about, and listing the commandments themselves. So, to get started... The Ten Utterances, as they're called in Judaism, have come down to the Ten Commandments. Remember, in Judaism, there are 613 commandments, and we'll spend another show looking at the 613, because three to four hundred of them cannot be observed. They involve farming, the coming of the Messiah, the land of Israel. So, don't think that that many is actually expected. That's a different question, different topic, different subject, different time. So let's get back to our Ten Utterances, the Ten Commandments. While I was thinking about tonight, it came to mind the difference between being religious and being observant. So much we talk about our religious, religious practices, politicians, clergy, lots of people. So, religion. It's kind of a neat word because religion doesn't only refer to a spiritual aspect. You know, it's perfectly reasonable to say someone drinks religiously, somebody gambles religiously, somebody's made a religion out of shopping. McDonald's has all the qualities, attributes of a religion. Look, go anywhere in the known universe, all McDonald's look the same. The menu varies slightly depending upon the culture. So in Taiwan, Japan, in India, in the UK, you may get some other items on the menu. However, it still is basically a McDonald's. And there's something comforting about going into the same place, getting the same choices, sitting in the same seats. And that's why we can legitimately say McDonald's is a religion. And it has all the qualities of religion. Now, this is important. When we talk about religion, we'll add a qualifier. We'll say... He's made a religion, she has made a religion out of. Or they drink, gamble, swear, sing religiously. What we're saying is they've organized their lives around the principles of whatever the qualifier is. And that's why McDonald's becomes a religion. Because we're organized around it. We have a set routine. We may actually order the same items whenever we go legitimate use. When we just say religion, we're generally referring to a spiritual quest, a lifestyle, something not involving the material world, the spiritual realm, when we use the word religion. Okay, now, observance. Well, think of the word, to observe. 
observance. It means there's a set of rules, regulations, qualifications, and you follow them. Observe the traffic laws. Again, perfectly legitimate use of the word observance. You observe whatever it might be. It's an observance. When someone says they're religious, I like to watch their behavior because we can say whatever we want. I can tell you, well, I'm a very religious person. How do you know? Observe my actions. Observance involves checking off the boxes, clicking off the items. One can be very, very observant and really not religious. They're going through the motions. They're checking off the boxes. They're fulfilling what the religion that they're professing tells them they should do. Now, what about their actions? Therein lies our discussion. Our, our, your reactions reveal how religious you are. Remember, you can be very, very religious and never step foot in a building. You can be very, very religious and never observe any of the rules or regulations. Human beings made up observances. That's why I like the Ten Utterances, the Ten Commandments. Or, if you will, Leviticus chapter 19. You'll notice that the Ten Commandments, the Ten Utterances, do not say you're to go to this place at this time and do this action. You are to observe the seventh day, the Sabbath, to keep it holy as a day of rest. It does not say, don't do this, don't do that, nor does it say, you have to go here, you have to attend this, you have to fulfill these observers. It doesn't say that. God was really very careful in what he revealed so that no religion could lay claim to his words. Remember last week I mentioned that the Ten Utterances, the Ten Commandments, were revealed in a wilderness, in a desert. Nobody owned it. Afsalachas, middle of nowhere. And it was given to a nomadic people, the Hebrews. And God never said, this is yours, you can't let anyone else have it. God said, you're to be a light to the nations. Your job is to teach these ten. You're not to tell people how to observe them. You're not to tell people what to do. That's not your job. Here's a list. Make it known in the universe. You are to have no other gods other than yud heh vav Yahweh, Adonai, one God. Okay. No graven images, no idols. Okay. Do not disrespect God's name. Do not use God's personal name in an oath. Now, we're not talking about four-letter words or expletives. Remember last week I said, God was in the Navy. He's heard it all, so you're not going to hurt his feeling. 
by using a vulgarity, but you'll hurt mine. You'll be disrespectful of other human beings. That's different. Hmm? See? Nothing in the commandments says specifically how to do them. Now we're back to observance and being religious. You want to be religious? Keep the ten utterances. Keep the ten commandments. Observe them. As you see them. Now, it's easier if we attach to a organized religion. Because then the organized religion will tell us, teach us, this is what you do, this is what you don't do, this is what you follow. That's perfectly reasonable, but it's voluntary. No one group has the direct line to God. We all have it. Mm -hmm. We all have a direct line. Whether we use it or not is our choice. We can choose to connect with the one, or we can decide, nah, I'm not interested. Okay. It's easier in many ways to join a group. You can have discussions. You can have the wisdom of the ages. However, keep in mind that they don't have the last word and they don't have a monopoly. Now, how do we do this? Does it work for you? This is, it's really very, very simple. Very simple. How do your choices work for you? Are you reasonably happy? Do you have good days and bad days? Do people want to be friends with you? Do people talk with you? When you come in the room, do people stay? Does everyone walk away? No. Are things working? And how do they work for society? Do not steal. How long would a society survive if stealing was the accepted? Not long. And now we want to add another component to our Ten Commandments. We want to add society. How does society fit in? How does this work as a group of individuals? If I'm living alone, if I'm on an island in a lighthouse by myself, most of the utterances don't really apply. There's no one around me. However, if we're going to respect each other, if we're going to live together, then it becomes very important to have some guidance, a compass. How are we going to work together? How are we going to live together? Don't steal. Property, I have, you have. We can have commerce. We can buy and sell. We can trade. However, the fruits of my labor are mine. And if everything becomes everybody's, we're not going to make it as a group, as a society. That's where denominational religions and individual choice comes in, to join or not to join. Okay? Well, do an analysis. 
there are, I don't even know how many organized religions there are in the known universe. I don't think anybody actually knows. There are so many groups, individuals getting together who share like ideas, who believe like things. However, it's a group. It's individuals making a choice. And they speak for their religion. They don't speak for non-members of their religion. The Roman Catholic Church addresses its members. Its beliefs and practices are for its members. I'm not Roman Catholic. Their views are not mine. Once we start imposing our parochial views on someone else, then we have a problem. We can't live as a society. We have to respect each other's views, but not impose them on each other. If I begin to believe that I have the truth, but none of you do, look at Iran, Syria, even our allies, the Saudis, look at what ha what's going on in their own countries when they impose one religious standard. That's fine if everyone in the country agrees, but what happens if some of the people don't? What happens if we want other people to, we want to benefit from other people's knowledge, not in religion, but in medicine, in science, in electricity. Plumbers, electricians. I need some work done in my condo. Am I going to limit the people coming in based on their religious beliefs or practices? No. I want to benefit from their expertise as a plumber, as an electrician, as a carpenter. And so I'm not going to set up a standard and say, you're not the same religion I am. You can't come in. I don't, I don't want you. Mm. And therein lies the danger of creating a country based on one religion, based on one practice. We don't benefit from all the teachings. We don't benefit from all the experiences of all these other people. Let's get back to the Ten Commandments then. You'll notice God didn't direct them at any one individual, at any one group, or any one people. Rather, God said, these are our guidance. This is how it's to be respectful. This is how it's good for you to behave. Hmm, I'm turning on a... I can't think that light's in the wrong position. It's lighting half my face. Let's shut that off. I'm going to turn on another light to see how this one does. Provide a little more. That's a little more balanced. Thank you. Remember the Sabbath. If one is a Jehovah's Witness, a Seventh-day Adventist, one observes 
Saturday, the seventh day, as the Sabbath. If one belongs to another denomination, the Sabbath, the day of rest, becomes the Lord's Day, which is Sunday. Okay. That's your decision, your group, your people. Don't impose it on me. But respect and respect those of us that observe Saturday. Or the Jehovah's Witness, the Seventh-day Adventists, and other groups that observe Saturday. No one's right, no one's wrong. Again, go back to the commandment. What does it say? Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. If we go to Scripture, we find the Sabbath is Saturday, the seventh day. And if you look at your average calendar, the first day of the week is Sunday. Most places, uh, you get a free calendar from somewhere. You go online, you go to Google Calendar. Sunday's the first day of the week, not the seventh day. Okay. However, some of our religious brethren want to observe the Lord's Day, which is Sunday, the first day of the week. That's fine. Not imposing anything on anyone. There are religions that tell you this food is permitted, that food is not permitted. It's not in the Ten Commandments. It's not in the Holiness Code in Leviticus. Again, I keep coming back to being religious is different from being observant. Don't we, don't you, all of us know many individuals who tell us how observant they are. But when we step back and look at their behavior, they're mean-spirited. They don't do unto others. They don't turn the other cheek. They don't give someone else their cloak, their coat, their jacket. Look at their behavior. And yet they tell us how religious they are because they're very observant, not religious. And the other is true. We all know many people that are extremely religious and don't observe any of these rites, rituals, or practices. It's because they're independent. Each one of us, and that's what we're going to explore both on my live broadcasts and on my TikToks that I've been doing, and... If you'd like something else to watch or hear, The Rabbi and I on YouTube, The Rabbi and I on Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast you listen to. Many of these topics are there. Expanded, various approaches, The Rabbi and I. That's what I'm presenting. That's my goal. That's my point. Does it work for you? It doesn't work, don't do it. If a specific denomination doesn't address you, it's okay. That's not for you. It doesn't mean they're wrong. It doesn't mean the followers are wrong. Just the opposite. It works for them. However, what doesn't work for all of us is forcing someone else's religious beliefs, practices, and making it the law of the land. That will lead to the dissolution of our country. We are one nation under God. We're not one nation under a specific denomination. 
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. One nation under God, indivisible. But professing one religion will make us divisible. It'll divide us. It'll split us in a heartbeat. I can't stress that enough. Each of us has to be left alone to practice our religion and protected to practice our religion. And not let anyone out there convince somebody else that they have it right and everyone else is wrong. Do not commit adultery is one of the ten utterances. The holiness of a relationship. A partner. If you're going to have respect between partners, you can't keep going off behind their back or without their knowledge and having relationships with other individuals, one at a time. A committed relationship. Do not commit adultery. Now, if you would like definitions of adultery, we can turn to different religions. Ah, and there we are. Different religions will provide us with the observances to fulfill these utterances. However, that doesn't make that religion the only one or the one that's right or the one that we all should follow. It's presenting it and we want to explore that. What does the Roman Catholic Church teach? What do the Episcopalians teach? What do Presbyterians teach? What do Baptists teach? What do Jews teach? Let's take a look at all our denominations, what they teach for each of these commandments. Now, it's up to you and me. Do they resonate with me? How am I going to follow them? Are they something that works for me? What do I mean by work? Well, what I mentioned, having good days and bad days. Being respectful and respecting yourself. Having other people respect you. That's workability. And by the way, workability is a great tool for everything. We don't have to reserve it just for religion. Your work habits how you act socially, how you treat other people. Park park workability away. It's a good tool that we can take out to see how things are going. Does my language work for me? Does my dress work for me? My hair, my, my beard, my body art. How's that working? Is it respectful? Are the people respectful? Uh, Logos on some of our shirts. How's that working? Does it get the message across? Workability applies across the board. Uh, Today I'm talking about workability in relation to religion, spirituality. Now, what is spirituality? Not the same as religion. Spirituality is not material. It's our connection with everything that's not us. But not a material connection, but a spiritual connection. And I think it's worth maybe 
when I do the next live, we'll go into the spiritual quest, the spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Do not be envious of others or others' possessions. Someone just asked me, if I convert, do I have to get a circumcision? No. No, you don't. The idea of becoming Jewish is a spiritual connection. It's agreeing to live by the Jewish understanding of the universe. And circumcision happens to be a symbol that Judaism has adopted, so is Islam. However, it's a f medical procedure, a physical act. You know, if you go to the Rabbi and I on YouTube, I have a Rabbi and I that talks about circumcision. And it's also a podcast. So the direct answer would be no. And that fits right in with our discussion about observance. Observance are a way for us to identify with a group, but they're not the only way and they're not the beginning and end. Conversion in Judaism is a book of Ruth where she says, your God will be my God, your people will be my people. Whether thou goest, I will go. And so, conversion in Judaism, what do you need to say the the God of the Jewish God, no, not the Jewish God, as Jews understand God will be my understanding. The Jewish people will become my family, my people. And if going to the ritual bath, the mikvah, helps you do that, then you do it. If circumcision helps you, then you'll do it. But that's not a requirement. There, remember, there are no sacraments in Judaism. We have no requirements. It's you're agreeing, you're understanding, you're becoming part of the Jewish experience. And that's why I started, and we'll end with this, organized or denominational religions fill the specifics of the Ten Utterances, the Ten Commandments. A group gets together and says, this is how we unite with God. These are the steps we take. These are our observances. And then you go, that resonates with me. I, that works for me. I feel for that I want to join it. But not because it's right or wrong or the only one or the best one. It's not why. Workability. Workability. I haven't hit on all the Ten Commandments. I haven't picked a date for the next live. Live is new for me. I've done podcasts. I've done YouTube, which are recorded. I've done TikTok, which is recorded. And so I have to work out. So what I will do is I will do what I've done. I'll pick a date and a time. And then I'll do some TikToks that are kind of advertising what's coming up. In the meantime... Please look at my older TikToks. And again, I mentioned the rabbi and I. And rabbiblock at hotmail.com. If you want to email me questions or suggestions for a time or a date or something you want me to go on and do live, 
um, please email me and I will a- answer your email or do a live or do a TikTok. That's how the word rabbi, remember, means teacher. And my goal is to teach. And if you want to read more about me, you can always just Google Rabbi Kenneth B. Block. And as for all of you out there in this new world, in this world of media, we're all out there. So you can see pictures of me. You can read about me. You can read about my experiences. Anything that you would like, Rabbi Kenneth B. Block, Google me. Thank you very much for coming on and listening. I'm going to log off now and I'll set up another live sometime next week. And again, thank you for spending your time with me.